Hello and welcome to the No So Podcast, your weekly home for all things wrestling. This week we to uh, preview Pow Pro Wrestling and AEW. And Corey gets to uh, go on a whole diatribe about Crown Jewel. Oh yeah. I, I'm your host, Joseph Lussel. I'm alongside here with the model, the human wrestling database, Corey Mack. Woo! Gotta love that Saudi blood money. Are you getting in any, any of it or just, you know? Hell no. I just have to watch the shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I can't wait to ride Saudi Air. Aw, <laughs> uh, you beat me to the joke. <laughs> and the marquee of No So Entertainment, Mike Booble. Well, like no good, Keith, I'm just going to talk about the bit I was going to do and then do the bit anyways. Uh, that'd be great because that's, uh, you know, that's a good <laughs> bit. I was going to say, well, you know, just fresh off my uh, riding in the uh, luggage compartment of Saudi Air to talk about that, that wonderful show that happened uh, scant 10 days ago-ish. <laughs> scant. You don't hear that word enough. Scant. Not enough. Yeah, the uh, the other guy in the uh, fake movie uh, podcast, uh, he used to do the bit part of like, here, like, can I do my bit? I'm like, it's not a bit if you're going to say it's a bit. <laughs> well, well, I'm going to anyway. It's a bit. I'm like, okay, just do, do, do the bit. Okay. More importantly, Joe, before yes. we even go forward. Yeah. yeah. Did you ask about Tupac? God damn it, Corey. God Joe. damn it. Did I? No. no, I haven't. No, no, no. I haven't yet. I haven't asked him yet because I haven't had the time to. We didn't record. We didn't record, so I didn't. I was not able to ask him. I'm going to. I have uh, it in my even, notes. No, what would be even funnier and better is if you just called him in the middle of the night and just asked him that and hung up. <laughs> yeah, should, should I just text him now? Just, hey, what's your thoughts on Tupac? Well, no, uh, you have to call him, but you have to get him. You have to record the phone call so we can put dude, it on the Dude, I have not called. I haven't called Jr. in like <laughs> ten plus years because it's text message. That would be great. Like, oh my God, Joe, what's wrong? Hey, what do you think about Tupac? On Tupac? <laughs> <laughs> No, I haven't asked God him yet because it, of, because of, uh, we didn't he record. Would so. The goddamn millennials with their Isn't goddamn it? questions about rappers, probably black, <laughs> don't know for sure. Is it, is it a goddamn? Is, it the, a goddamn. is that the older brother of goddamn X-Pac? Well, Corey, no. it's clear that our show has been relegated to WWE Metal. Oh my oh, God! Man. Here we oh, we started this man. last time. Record. Let's not do this again. <laughs> Jeez. I'm getting jacked, baby. Let's do it. Jeez. We're like we're like thunder during the Braves baseball season. We're preempted certain weeks. <laughs> we're just fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I fix I fix the glitch every time we do the recordings, and I just go in and like put voiceovers, and it's just pretty bad voiceovering work. So I apologize. Oh, oh I see, on that. Joe. So you. Do not support the the actor strike, and you just replaced us with AI. I see that's what happened. Have you seen what they've done with AI? I got it. I got. It. I see what's happening. Okay, okay he's well, re- he's replacing us with fucking Mean Gene and uh, and goddamn Gordon Sully next week, guys. It's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to hear Gordon st- Sully talk about AEW for yeah. <laughs> Yes, I sir, just wanted... we've got a great main event, and then there was an inverted triple hurricane <laughs> rana. 
<laughs> you might have a heart attack live on the air. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that would be yeah. He'd be like, "What?" Well, uh, just start chugging his vodka. <laughs> and what? Trying are doing? so hard not to swear. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, he he would probably swear because he sees it on AEW, so he had to assume like swearing's cool. I mean, that's oh, that's okay. fair. Yeah. Oh wait, we can swear again. Sick. All right, here we go. I'm not quite sure what the fuck is happening here in the ring, guys. <laughs> what? What is a Penta L Zero? <laughs> and why is he wearing so many clothes? <laughs> Who is the guy on the oh outside? My God. I wish our episode had titles so you could just say, "What the hell is a Penta L Zero?" <laughs> I can make it that ends up episode oh like my 335. God. It could be, uh, you know, what the hell is a Penta L zero? Yeah. Joe, we might yes. need, uh, we might need to start doing titles for episodes. That's fucking hilarious. I, I will mark it down in the, in my trust. You're going to have to listen to see what the fuck we're talking about. Our, the trusty old, uh, blues clues notepad here. Oh, you know, they got rid of that. What? Blues clues? You know, no, the show is still on. The new, like, version of the show, he doesn't have the handy-dandy notebook. He has a fucking tablet. Yep. Yep. Lame as shit. But I digress. Crown Jewel. Crown Jewel. When I was a kid, he had a stenographer. Back when I was a kid, he had hair. Now he's bald. And that's why he kind of went away from Blue's Clues, because he thought people would shame him for uh, being bald. Well, because if you're a skinny, bald, pale man <laughs> and you're hanging out with little children all day, people start asking you're, questions. You're Moby. <laughs> God. You white, you Moby. You're not, that ins- you're not that insufferable. <laughs> you white, you Moby. <laughs> uh, speaking of insufferable, Corey, how was Crown Jewel? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, how was it? Uh, yeah. Let me bring up my handy dandy rating I have here. Oh, I see what you did there. Uh, let's go to WWE pay-per-views for, uh, uh, uh yeah, sure. Yeah. Crown Year of Our Lord, 2023. November 4th of 2023. <laughs> From the Mohammed Abdu Arena in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Yes, the main event. Of course, the pre-show, they actually had a pre-show on this fucking show. Not, not any other fucking pay-per-view of the year, but this one, yeah, we got Sami Zayn flying all the way to Saudi Arabia to work a pre-show match with J.D. McDonough. Wasn't he in the main event the last time they were there? Yes. Okay. So, you know, your typical WWE placement. Um, (laughs) Your standard two and a quarter match. I mean, my God. They've they've only wrestled most weeks on Raw. (laughs) It's what it is. But then... Oh, go ahead. They know that Sami Zayn, when he's not with the Bloodline or Kevin Owens, is capable of being charismatic by himself, right? They they are aware of that, right? I think they're trying to hide it again. Jesus, dude. They got what they wanted out of him for that year, and I think now they're just back to, okay, who gives a fuck about him? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) he's the fourth man. Like, we don't, you know, they basically, (laughs) in a way, once he lost, once they won... Who was the fourth man? Was it DB Obviously first? Was who was he showed up first? Uh, DB Obviously was technically the fourth man. Yes. Okay. And then Giant. 
and then, then six. six. Yep. All right. There you go. Because once once Zane and Owens won the titles at Mania, then they you know besides them getting hurt, it was like all right, and put them back on the, you know, get uh, Franklin Rollins out now. <coughs> so speaking of Elton Rollins, no? uh, the the opening match, of course, on this show is for the prestigious World Heavyweight Title, because mm. you know why wouldn't it be the opening match? Yeah. <laughs> uh, where we had Seth uh, freaking Rollins uh, defeated Drew McIntyre. It was a good match, but it's hard to give a shit in, in this atmosphere. i got to be honest with you. But it yep. was three and a half stars. It was a perfectly fine match, but nothing, you know, I'm never going to think about it again. Internet was telling me it was a uh, can't miss match. Yeah, I've noticed that lately this year. Uh, the new trend is to wildly overrate any WWE match on pay-per-view, specifically if Seth Rollins is in it. Um, yeah, I mean, so it goes back to like the, uh, that Cody-Cell match, right? Like, it was a good match. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't Hell in the Cell 97, like people were pretending take it was. Away, take away Cody's injury, nobody remembers that fucking match. Right. And let's like so then really they're rating Cody, not even rating Seth, but right. Maybe it's because did you see what Kevin Nash, speaking of, said about Seth Rollins? No, no. That he called him the modern day Macho Man Randy Savage. Well, it could just be for the outfits he's wearing. Hmm. I don't. I don't know how I feel about that because I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I think Kevin Nash is I, drunk, <laughs> drinking a lot of that I'll wine. See. Also, I heard of, I heard on a different podcast they were like, somehow Macho Man came up, and they were like, "Well, what if his name was different? What if it was, uh, God damn it? If what if it was Randy Macho Man Savage?" <laughs> God damn it. I've known a few Man Savages. Anyway. And then after that match, they had a 35-minute commercial break and video uh, wall. And then, uh, and then it was like was watching a... it was like watching a boxing pay-per-view, which oh unfortunately gosh. I had watched two weeks before that in the same area. It just the non-ending video packages and talking and stretching. Jesus. They still do good video packages, but all the extra shit. I, I thought I was watching like C-SPAN in between wrestling matches. <laughs> anyway, my favorite match of all time was next. You know, the good old fatal five-way. There it is, playa. For the, uh, for the women's world title as Rhea Ripley successfully defended against um, the refrigerator in latex, Nia Jax. <laughs> uh, Mrs. Back, Raquel Rodriguez. I don't have anything clever for Zoe Stark yet. And uh, Ronda Rousey's bag carrier, Shayna Baszler. Damn. In a fatal five-way match. Uh, it, yeah. It was It sucked. It, it, it was two sucked. and a quarter. It was, yeah, it was... Really, uh, can only do so much. Zoe Stark's good. I, and I like, I like Baszler, Zoe Stark. But Nia Jax and Raquel just blow. And it just... Ugh. Like, Nia is just, I mean, the most unsafe person outside, you know, this side of Athena, but... Raquel is just boring. There's just nothing to her at all. Hey, she's got a back. 
She's had, I mean, she has a back, bro. I mean, which is hilarious when she works in Rion and she has to wear full clothing, so her gimmick is completely non-existent. Right. But don't worry but about now that. But now they're moving Naya on to Becky to see if they can start anything from the, the you know, concussion <laughs> from incident from years, years ago. From, from six years ago? Uh, no. Five no, guys. Years ago? This is the long con. This is Becky's idea. She wants time off. She's smart. Uh, uh, Well, she is going to start pubbing that book. So she's a genius. They um, next match. Next match after another thirty-five minute uh, bathroom break. uh, Solo Sokoa pretty much decimated John Cena. That's what Uh, I hear. It was two. It was two and three quarters. He gave him three of the thumbs. Cena Mm -hmm. did. You know, Cena put him over. Uh, on his way out back to Hollywood as fast as he could fucking go. Yeah. And it was nothing special. Yeah, and like, and it wasn't even as dominant as like Brock when they nope. had that SummerSlam match. So it, like Solo got the win, which he should have. I mean, I would have been so pissed to see him beat him, but it didn't, I don't know that it helped his star power, to be honest. Wait, you, are, you, are, you, are you telling me Cena's putting people over? That's what we're saying. Yeah. Oh, Is okay. it really helping? Isn't really helping anybody. Um, he knows no. what he's doing. He's got a and, way of putting people over that isn't really putting people over. Right, because it took what seventy-five fucking Samoan spikes to beat him. Yeah, and look how Instead well of just there he's been. One Samoan spike. But he overdoes it. He's too exaggerated and goofy in the selling. Like he, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, brother. Speaking Dude. of uh, something that wasn't that great, uh, congratulations. I must admit, I never thought I'd say this, but Mary Mysterio dragged Logan Paul down to a boring-ass match. Wow. You too, huh? You too, huh? Yeah, it was not great. And Logan uh, Paul fucking totally saved him on that one spot. Oh, my God, dude. So it, uh, Ray went to do a moonsault off the rope, right? And Logan, I think, to be fair, wasn't standing as close as he should have been. Because he's still green as fuck, which is why doing some of these moves, especially with Ray, who can't really do them anymore, is not a good idea. But anyways, so Ray flipped, and Logan saw that he wasn't close, so he, like, lunged and dove to catch him, so he didn't paralyze himself on live television. And he, and he caught him, like, six inches from the mat. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like, how strong is Logan? I know Ray isn't big, but that's hard to do. Yeah, no, it, it was impressive. Uh, unfortunately, this match wasn't. Jesus, it wasn't mm-hmm. good. Um, it I, wasn't as it wasn't as bad as some people said, though. Like some people were calling it a dud or the worst no. thing they ever. No, it was it was it's just boring. I gave it two and a half. It was perfectly there, but by far Logan's worst match. What did you think I, about his entrance? I liked it. I liked his entrance. Uh. He's uh so I is it true what I read that he's uh done with boxing and uh he said he considers himself a wrestler now. Well, I mean, he's never he's not really the boxer of the two brothers. Uh he probably should be done with boxing cuz he is not what you would call what's the word good? Um <laughs> not what you would call good. What's that word I was looking for? Yeah, good. Uh, he's not that. So he should definitely focus on this cuz he's very very good at this. I question the intelligence of the company, but then again, they don't give a damn about these things, to uh, have both of your men's champions on one brand be part-time wrestlers. Uh, Bold move, Cotton. (laughs) 
but I, did, I, did, I do enjoy him. Um, Logan trying to, um, you know, pub. You know, he's taking the belt everywhere. He did That's his cool. like his he did his like Shawn Michaels photos with it. Um, yeah. he did take it to a pawn shop to see how much he can get it for. <laughs> uh, he have uh, been watching his Tetsuya Naito tapes. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he took it to the pawn shop and they're like, like, how much do you think I can get this for? And he's, I don't know, like maybe a hundred grand. And he's like, who would come and get this? I don't know. Maybe Cody Rhodes, you know, Rhodes. I don't know a guy named LA Knight. Yeah, he's he's never getting a title off me, so they can just buy it here. God damn it. Um. Oh, what the hell was I gonna say? It was about Logan. Oh yeah, did you see that interview? Uh, he did with his brother, like like quote unquote interview. No. Where he was, he was like, I think it was after that Shawn Michaels photo shoot because he he put it on video. He was like, and uh, just so you know, Triple H did have a talk to me. He's like, hey, congratulations, sir. Uh, we just do ask all of our talent not fuck with the belt. Yeah, don't, don't. And he's like, I've been slapping cheeks with this this belt on. <laughs> it's called the Soraya rule. I was like, isn't that the whole? If you win that belt, shouldn't you be fucking with that belt on or near you? Isn't that the whole point? It's you like the Stanley Cup. You got, you got to show. Yeah, right. You got to do everything. You got to show what's up. Like oh, if yeah. I can't if I can't get in deep with somebody, why the hell do I want this belt? <laughs> Speaking of that, somewhere I know funny, around here we had that, somehow somewhere around here we had that fucking propaganda film about Saudi Air and how great it is. <laughs> I mean, it, it's probably nice. You know, I don't I don't fly anywhere because uh, fuck airplanes, but it's probably a nice plane. Probably. Yeah. Uh, next, we had the WWE Women's Title match as Io Sky successfully defended and beat Bianca Belair. Again, two and three quarters. It's not that everybody didn't have their working boots on. It was just, eh, you know. It's like when they go to Saudi, it's just like, eh. Glorified yeah. house show. No, right, that's what we said. Yeah, two weeks ago, it's just it's just a house show for them, which is fine. I mean, they don't ever get to see that stuff live except for these events. So they're the crowd was nice, like they were super into everything. But eh. again, um, I know I know money isn't an object at the moment, but I'm not sure sending Kyrie Sane all the way to Saudi Arabia to debut is the best uh, use of funds. Might have just waited for SmackDown in the next week. Which then they did, and then it sounds like Kyrie already kind of ruined what the plan is. Yeah, you don't say. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. She liked a tweet, and it basically like a future could be future storyline, and just basically, I guess Oscar and her are maybe joining, uh, or are going to be partners with Damage Control. Yeah, they already are, both of them. Yeah, and uh, the rumor is like this: just her to get back in, and then. Turn on Bailey. So, yeah, so oh, they're yeah. phasing Bailey out, yeah. so it's an all Japanese yeah. group. Everybody could see that coming. Yeah. Which they is saw, fine. Ba- Bailey needs to get away from that anyways. They saw stardom and was like, let's do that. Speaking of uh, everybody could see it coming, uh, Cody Rhodes defeated Damian Sa- uh, Priest Sando. <laughs> wow! Well, you, you, were, you were right there. No, that was, that was correct. <laughs> uh, because one, Cody never loses, and two, 
And until as old as time, whoever has the briefcase just can't win a fucking match to save their lives for months on end. Like, that's why, like, when Punk and Edge cashed in the next night, it made sense. <laughs> right? It's like, this is bullshit. <laughs> like, dude, Jesus, man. And what also didn't help this match is this is also a match that you've seen in tag or singles form, whatever, for the last six months on Raw. So it's kind of hard to make it feel special. They are. It was what it was. They got to sing Cody's theme. Yeah. Life is good. They are stretching with Cody to try to get to the next whatever they're going to do. They're stretching on Raw with Judgment Day, too, is it? The last at one point, this was like a month and a half ago. At one point, they had been in every Raw main event from like late April through September. <laughs> oh, wait, Holy crap. Corey, did we skip the uh, the Miss TV segment? Oh, fuck yeah, I didn't write it down because it wasn't a match. Yeah, Miss <laughs> TV came out and, and interviewed some dude. I couldn't tell you who he was if my life depended on it. He is apparently the biggest box office draw in Saudi Arabian film. Oh, Bollywood or yeah, uh, not Bollywood. That's India. Oh no, that's that's India. Um, yeah, they're like specific film. He's like the number one dude, I guess. And apparently, according to Michael Cole, he is very funny. He didn't. He didn't come off as very funny here. Mm, not, not so much. But then again, it's Miss TV. And babyface Miz is always meh. well. The whole the thing, Joe, is like, is it's Miz and Grayson Waller are fighting over who has the best talk show? That's a real uh, feud, of course. Of course. And so Miz started the segment, and then Grayson Waller came out and said, "What are we doing?" Blah 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 blah, and had all of the ring crew tear down Miz's shit and put his setup in like was, in the middle of the show. Luckily for them, it only took forty eight minutes for all the shit to have to pan out. Uh, God damn it, dude! It's so bad. Jesus Christ. It was terrible. Uh, I had yeah. some hope, like a little bit, a little tiny bit of hope with Grayson Waller when he was with uh, Cena in London. That yeah. has gone nowhere, and it's gotten well, worse. They, he's terrible. They made, they made sure that it wasn't going to go anywhere. Um, God, he's terrible. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not good. Uh, speaking of this was not good, uh, the main event, uh, somebody woke oh. Roman from his slumber. <laughs> and put him on a plane to Saudi so that he could defeat L.A. Knight. And, and what was, surprise, surprise, your typical, boring, slow-ass Roman Reigns interference-driven title match. But remind me again why he's on the run of a lifetime. Um, yes. That's Two and three quarters. Two and three quarters. This yeah. was not good. This was not good at all. No. It, it, oh. I'm being generous, and it was like, eh. um, like I said, like I talked to you guys off. I, I can uh, just to give myself an idea of what to watch ever again. I have this like number thing I come up with a one to ten on a pay per view. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gave this a three point five. Rewatchability mm. is at a zero. Mm. They did get a negative one for embarrassing content just being saudi blood money no that's fair um but yeah no this this was not good this this was i never need to watch it again having this little thing i have right here i can see every match my star ratings 
and I know at the end what it's worth. Meh. Have they? Is there a Saudi show that you would consider rewatchable? There's one. I can't remember what is it. The one that happened early this year. Maybe it was Crown Jewel last year. But there was finally one show where everybody was like, holy crap. This is actually good. Yeah, it's the one with uh, DX and Brothers of Destruction. Yeah, right. Well, that's definitely that, not it. That, that's, 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 that's what we're talking about. Yeah. I can safely <laughs> tell you that's not the one. Uh, it's also um, not the one where Undertaker and Goldberg tried to murder each other in the middle of the ring. I can jackhammer you, brother. <laughs> On a concussion. Um, I just saw a tweet uh, during the thing of like, um, you know, why this, this show is not good. It's, he's like, why? It's because, well, the final three matches had interference in some way or fashion in every match. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's what they do. Yet everybody thinks this company is on the fucking roll of a lifetime. I and I just want to remind everybody, WCW made sixty million in ninety eight too. We all remember ninety nine WCW. Yep, yes, we did. Which we can go back and listen to on the uh, uh, no dot com for the Monday Night War stories or uh, Thundercast. By the way, I uh, thank you for. Uh, I got an email today. I was I forgot to tell you guys off air, but I'll say on air. Um, one of our previous shows, Superstar Snap, uh, Snapchat, yeah, uh, Snapshot, Snapchat. Although I um, do like Superstar Snapchat, I do like that name. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, ep- episode four, it um, it came to their attention that we breached their terms of use of guide uh, gar- of grounds of containing illegal content somehow. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What was it? I don't know. It's just they're basically it's any violation of uh, any content that violates breaches or contrary to any law, rule, relegate. Yeah, I don't know. Something we did. Oh, oh, you must not use the platform to upload, post, store, transmit, display, copy, distribute, public, or make anything available otherwise. I don't know. We did something on it that somebody reported <laughs> and it's like, oh, we did. You, you can't do that. Oh my goddamn six years ago. Yeah. Which right. Um, let me see if I can look that up for you. Um, wow, we did that. Yeah, I'm curious what I'm curious what it was though. What the that's episode the, was? That's the most fucked up thing is they'll send you the whole threatening email about what you did, but they won't actually tell you what it was in the thing that you did. Yeah, it's like we we noticed you did something on that show, so don't do it again. Don't do it again. Payment. Um. Hey, there we are. Um, Episode see. five was Kevin Owens. Playlist. Hang on. Let me go to it. Episode four. Oh, it was taken down. Um, Damn. Two. So Cena, Regal, Naka, Owens, Goldberg. Hmm. Uh, did you guys do a punk one? Did we? I wouldn't put oh, a you know, to complain. You know what? Go. Uh, I I I know a way I can find out. I I have the uh, almighty storage of hard drive, so I need to plug that and in I'm, to see what's no, going I'm on. I'm super curious now. Fuck! I won't even remember. Like it's so long ago. Well, let's see. We know we we didn't add any music ever, so it's not. We a did. Fucking... We did on the war stories for a little bit. Um. Yeah, but not on this. Yeah, not on Snap, not Snapchat as we call uh, Superstar Snapshot. Um, 
Okay, I have the hard drive here. Let me look it up. We're going to go to... Where are you, Snapchat? Do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can keep... I'll look for it here. Um, what do you guys think of uh, Ric Flair now going to AEW? Oh. Um, they just wanted the... Uh... It's being described as like the Randy Savage WCW contract where the the endorsement deal from the energy drink pretty much pays his salary. Uh, and that's all they wanted was the energy drink uh, sponsorship. Mm. Um, yeah, I still, I, don't, want... I still don't like it, but it's better than if they were willingly paying him for seemingly nothing. Yeah, so, like, because that was the thing, right? Beyond just the personal reasons why you fucking hate Ric Flair being there. If his whole thing is, like, I'm back for Sting's thing, like, when Sting's gone, the fuck is he going to do? Because <laughs> he uh, can't wrestle at all anymore. And shit he, w- he wants Hopefully. to go one-on-one with uh, MJF on the mic because he thinks he can he can do that. Oh, my God. Oh, please. Like, oh my Flair God. up until 2002 or something, yeah, could have. Uh, this Ric Flair. No. Uh, he wants to die in the ring. He said that. He, uh... Almost did. That's comforting. Well, he, that's close, not close enough. He wants to full-on die in the ring. Hmm. He's finally... Him and Vince Russo are on the same side because Russo pointed that out and Flair was like, no, he's right. I like it. For once, Russo's got a good idea. That's what I want to do. I was like, Jesus Christ. Somebody get their grandpa. I saw a clip that he's apparently, or at least at one point, maybe still is, I don't know, was pissed off at JR about JR being on Dark Side of the Ring. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they have heat. Well, I mean, geriatric heat. But heat nonetheless. <laughs> Very icy hot kind of heat. <laughs> yeah. Lukewarm at best. No, I'm still looking for it. I just can't find it at this current moment. I can't so. find it either. That's yeah. over. I, I think it might have been punk. I don't remember doing a punk one, but it's possible. Yes, I don't it's remember poss- what you guys did. I didn't do any of them, so. Yeah, because Cena, Regal, Owen. Naka, Owens, and Goldberg was the last one. But what I remember all, all of them. I remember all of those. I do not remember a punk one. But Taker? I hope mm-hmm. not. I don't know. I'll, I'll look in the dat see if I can. I don't know where I can put it, where I put it, and I'll just go deeper into the lure so and see if funny. I can find it. But yeah, Phil's I got the re- email. And it's like, Phil's not used to hey, going deep. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. yeah. Thanks funny. for reporting us. That's nice. <laughs> got that going for us. We're rebels. Yeah. Seven years ago was the last time we did a snapshot, but it was like the. Yeah, I got Jesus. that email. Like, you put something on there that. We didn't like, so we are. Uh, Could have been moving an it. Joke. It might, hmm. We wouldn't do that. Look, what about when we did uh, the ten count and it's cuss words? You know. Well, you're 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 uh, advertising it. You know, you you told everybody in the world what it was going to be. This might have been an off-color joke in the middle of a goddamn show. Some kid. Learning about Goldberg and, you know, we make a joke about killing Muslims or something. Hey, man. That's, <laughs> I, I, I hey. don't know who made that joke. 
Yeah, hey man. I don't think Devin was part of the show yet. But Not yet. You know, and all oh, the all the stuff him. Devin's done. Got him. Yeah, really. Yeah, I was all like, how was all good wrestling still on the internet? <laughs> but yeah, Snapchat. Yeah. Episode four. I mean, trying to do some research and see if I can find look so where like, I can maybe. So who took it down? Who? Would, who? What SoundCloud did. SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Well, SoundCloud. Fuck you. Fuck you and the cum guzzling gutter slut you wrote it on. There it is. Okay. You can listen to that episode at nosotainment.com. Yeah, there you go. So fuck all y'all. <laughs> <laughs> fuck all you hosts. Fuck as Biggie said. As Biggie <laughs> once said. As fuck Biggie once said. Should have known it was something stupid like SoundCloud. Uh, I remember we got better reach when we put our podcasts on vinyl. <laughs> you know. Um. <laughs> SoundCloud ass rappers, fuck all y'all. They can't take the heat, boys. That's what it is. They can't take the heat. Fuck them. What's the next topic? Um, we have a big weekend here, as we have two shows we got to uh, talk about. Huge. Huge. You guys have a huge weekend. I'm not doing much. <laughs> as we have a uh, Pow Pro Wrestling presents uh, multiple maniacs featuring wild card. Warfare. Get your tickets now. Well, you can go to Pow. Yes. Uh, you can get your tickets at powerprowrestling.com. We have two matches announced, but we have the 20 competitors for the uh, wild Dude. card warfare. The spin the wheel, make the deal vibes I'm getting on this is so great. Oh my god. Oh, it's it's making me giddy. It's it's oh. making me straight giddy like a ninny. Um, the the oh, matches look, we have announced. And SoundCloud kicked us off again. Thank you, SoundCloud. Um, matches that are announced so far are just two because of the maniac, uh, the warfare. Um, but we have the for the PAL Tag Team Championships. No Cell Entertainment's favorite tag team, Midnight Heat, is taking on those dirty cheating champions, the Hammer Brothers. They're gonna get what's coming to them now. You pronounced Hammer Brothers wrong. That was weird. That's strange. And weird. and how was that? How what did I do wrong? Oh, when you said no sometimes favorite tag team, you said like weird words that didn't make sense when it's clearly the Hammer Brothers. Oh, the Midnight Heat, yeah. The superior team. And the um, mm-hmm. other match announced is for the POW championship, Zicky Dice versus Chris Brady. Well my my champion's outlandish and he's gonna retain. That's all I can tell you. So, um, I'm gonna tell you right now, a, the a darn good fight. The Hammer Brothers are winning, and so is Chris Brady. It's not a spoiler. It's a whatever Paul Heyman says. You're it, uh, you're living in the past. Live in the now, dude. You're living in the past. Live in the now. What are you, Matthew McConaughey from Days and Confused? All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Yeah, so who's I, in that? Uh, Wayne, who's I, in the I, maniac? Who's in the maniacs thing, Joe? I am. Oh, I'm so ready. excited! Oh my god, I need like a coal miner's glove. God damn it, host! You're supposed to be ready with this shit. I got it right here. <laughs> we have Amira, Frankie Dove, um, Thom Thom Allman, Tom. You mean Thom? Th. For the rest of us, it's Tom. It's Tom. Is it? 
Yeah. I can't read. You know me. I'm illiterate. I'm a dumbass anyway. Zeb Saint <laughs> one. He didn't even get illiterate right. Yeah, so. see, Ki- Kikio, you guys are, you know, I don't know why you put me in charge here. Uh, Drexel, Spencer We didn't Scott, put you in charge. You put yourself in charge, you son of a bitch. Zay yeah. Perez, Marcus Eriks, good brother Levi Shapiro, Dr. Cleaver, Stephen Bradley. Typical North American consumerism. <laughs> Boss puts himself in charge, blames the little people. Nathan Fox, Corey's good model friend, Charlie Avail. Eliza True, Jaden, Jonas, Izzy McQueen, Nick Radford, and mm. Funny Bone. You notice, you got Jonas's name right. I think Jonas reached out, put the fear of God in old uh, Lessel over there. Or just put a couple dollars in his pocket. I mean, I mean Joe can be bought. That's been proven time and time now, again. Without without question, I can be bought. <laughs> Wonder how we got in charge, huh? Hmm. I, like um, I said, he put himself in charge. <laughs> like he was giving the producer some uh some greenbacks fucking al davis over there <laughs> well you know uh it looks interesting i'm i love i know they they usually in wcw anyway didn't always end up being the most exciting uh pay-per-views but well, i like, love me some lethal lottery and some spin the wheel and all that shit so I'm digging this. Well, I just I love that. Like, I especially love like the story, uh, uh, like of the the fa- you know the famous coal miners glove with Sting and uh, and Rude, right? It was Rude, Jake, Jake and Jake. We're like, it wasn't a gimmick wheel, and the guys had no fucking idea what the match was, and it landed. They were like, great. How do we do that match? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Sting wasn't watching his fucking Mid-South in the, oh, in the mid-70s to watch Jesus Christ. Bill Watts and fucking Leroy McGurk and all them fuckers. No. Um, guessing not. I'm guessing that it wasn't yeah. appointment television in Gold Beach. <laughs> <I'm>, uh, <laughs> only WCB would not fucking fucking kayfay hit and just, yeah, we're gonna, it's a shoot, whatever it lands on. God damn it. <laughs> Jesus. Like, I mean... Kudos to them, I guess. That's kind of badass, but fuck. It's kayfate's wrestling, brother. That, that, would be, that would be funny if Pow does that. <laughs> like, you know what? Let's just play hey, it by ear. First Let's of all, Pow's an upstanding corporation, sir. It's oh. nothing but shoots. What are you talking about? Oh, I know. I, I can't wait for them to be like, all right, we're just going to play it in the ring, guys. <laughs> no shenanigans here. And no Except for Brian Zane. Bro, well, if Brian Zane's in charge, he might fuck it up. Let's be honest. Yeah, he will. He will. Can't, can't trust that guy as far as I can throw him. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, he will make the wrong choice, but... Justice for Caden. Yes, sir. That's right. That's right. Hell, what the hell's that about? Hater. Uh, but we also have a... Uh, you know, you can get your tickets now at powerprowrestling.com or nosoentertainment.com. Um, you don't want to miss out on this you know, show. It should be fun. It's going to be uh, crazy. Um, get your Is World now. Pies turning into like the ECW arena for Pal? Hell yeah, dude! It feels it's awesome in there. Hell yeah, it is totally the ECW arena for Pal. It's oh, the Pal Arena. It's the Pal Arena, baby. There it is. Oh, it's so great. It's so it's like it's intimate, but there's enough space where you don't feel like you're claustrophobic and gonna die of heat stroke. 
That's true. Because I am fantastic, man. <laughs> Just a great venue to watch wrestling in. It's gonna be a good show, Saturday. I'm looking and forward again, to seeing you, the fallout. Yeah, you want to get get your tickets now for all that. Uh, they always house, have uh, they always have surprises too, so you know uh-huh. who knows. Uh, Art House After Dark, they're doing The Shining Ooh. for their next movie. So, yeah, it returns in December, so you can uh, get your tickets at the eugeneartshouse.com forward Just slash movie. for Christmas, <laughs> watch Jack Nicholson fuck people up. Hey, it's, yeah. it's snowing there. It's relevant, brother. <laughs> it's snowing. So uh, The Shining is a Christmas movie. That's what we're saying. Watch, watch Shelly Duvall slowly lose her <laughs> fucking mind. <laughs> Figuratively and literally, right? Thank you, Kubrick. <laughs> oh, man. Real life and in the movie life. Yep. Why did you quit acting? The Shining. Well, Matt the Shining. I've never seen The Shining. <laughs> well, yes, yes, I have. It's a, it's a, it's a masterpiece. She should have stayed quit because she came back 10 years later and started Suburban Commando with Hulk Hogan. Brother. Well, don't forget all her I'm Shelly Duvall videos you did. So. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, just like Mark Wahlberg on 9-11, if Coke Hogan had been in the hotel room, that wouldn't have happened, brother. Facts. <laughs> Facts. I will say this about Shelly Duvall on a serious note. She was born to play olive oil. Yeah. Perfect in that Popeye movie. And that's where the praise ends. <laughs> there it is. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, Shining. It's the beginning and the end of the Popeye movie talk. Hey, at least, you know, it's not an animated uh, Garfield movie that they're doing with Chris Pratt as the voice of Garfield. So, got that going. Does he know he's doing the voice of Garfield? I don't know yet. If so, he's got Bill Murray beat. (laughs) Well, well, it's because of, uh, you know, I think you're the one that said why he did Garfield, right? Yeah, he he got the the directors confused. He thought he was doing yeah. a different movie. The wrong Cohen brother or something. Yeah. All I of a sudden it. he's doing the fucking voice of Garfield and he fucking wasn't happy about it. But it was probably God good money it. since he did too. Yeah. Good enough well, to come I mean, back. Fra- franchise usually are, brother. Unless <laughs> you're DC or Marvel. Anyway. <clears throat> Well, that's not the that's not the only show this week for us. Is full AEW full gear is happening from the wonderful Kia Forum. So, Mister Booble, you're breaking that card down. Is it LA? Is that where they're at? Yeah, it's LA. It's yep. the Kia Forum. Now, is that the one that the Clippers no. are going to play in? I they're making a brand new one. So, yes. Is that the one they're playing at currently? But they're well, making a brand new one. Oh, why? I know LA is big, but do you need three different fucking full-size fucking basketball arenas? Well, well, they don't. They want out. They don't want to be in the thing in it. They don't want to be in the state or whatever the hell it's called now. It's state crypto. It's, it's, it's still crypto.com arena somehow. So then, just stay where in the Kia Forum. I, I would just hang out in the Forum, man. Cooler anyway. But it's, it's the Clippers, and they suck, and they're a nothing franchise. I so fuck them. That's, that's true. Think of play in fucking San Diego. Nobody still cares. Hey, man. Right. Hey, man. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't got to hit me with that, you know? 
You, you jerk. Go put got. that voodoo on San Diego. Juan yeah. Soto, come to Chicago. You'll love it. You, no, <clears throat> fuck you. <laughs> oh, sorry. The Clippers still play in the crypto. But I think they wanted to move to the Kia because that's what the new owner wanted. So. Do you want James Harden, too? Mm. Um, 0-5? Working on great. Yes, 0-5. Mm, good job, guys. All oh, right. They could, these... they could be just another team that he says gave up on him <laughs> when he goes to yet another team next year. <laughs> Pretty soon he's gonna run out of fucking teams though. Hey, there's still there's still the uh there's still the NBA G League. You play for the Portland Rain or whatever the fuck they are. Portland He Portland is the team. system. Come on, guys. <laughs> he's the process, he's the system, he's the answer, he's the beard. I don't know. He's not good. All right, full gear from the aforementioned Kia Forum in La La Land. Your, oh, God damn it, what's it called? Zero hour. Zero hour. I couldn't think of the fucking word. <clears throat> MGF and Tuba <laughs> versus the Guns for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship. I really want the Guns to win because I'm tired of the whole MJF tag title thing. I mean, if Adam Cole's injured, just get the belts off him. Yep. And this fits into the storyline. So just fucking do it. Or, um, what's your guys' thought of the fact that MJF is on zero hour again? I get it for the first one because you're trying to sell out for Wembley, but for a full year, he is. Well, this time it's storyline driven. It makes sense. The, the Bullet Club Gold baited him in. And his pride got the better of him, and he said, "Yeah, after a second match." So it's storyline driven. And um, plus, together—I really don't care. I, I, I've got a hot take later on, so we'll see. Is uh, is he actually going to get a partner here? Or is it just going to be him in a singles? I think it's going to be Samoa Joe. Samoa so Joe's offered. Yeah, he's offered to be his friend and help him, just as long as he gets a title match in the end. His friend for hire, as it were. I like that. And, Joe's a prize and, fighter. That makes sense. And MJF doesn't want to go with it, but he might not have a choice. He's so outnumbered. That's the storyline going on. But yeah, I mean, the the guns need to win, man. Like this, he might, this whole. Ugh. Yeah, he might make a deal with the devil, as it were. Okay. Okay. Although he, although he's the devil, I'm confused now. Anyway. You paying himself? Maybe. Is this like a Joe Lessel situation? What are we doing here? Put himself in charge. Who am I? <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> Will you stop? Uh, next up, uh, we have Hikaru Shida versus Timeless Tony Storm for the AEW Women's World Championship. Well, I, I kind of figure Tony Storm was winning that belt back, but man, they've really gone hot potato with this fucking thing since Hater got hurt. Be kind of nice if somebody just held it for a while and held it. It's that it's yeah it's that you got something going with timeless the storyline you know the black and white all that the, you know the fun stuff but are you really gonna just give her the title and screw Sheeta over or you just have Tony lose and then she becomes like that over more over the top crazy yeah, it could just drive her even uh, more nuts which would get her more yeah. over so I I would actually have her car win here. Because, yeah, you're, this will be, what, the third time or second time in the past 
less than six months that she either win the title and then she loses it like right away. Yeah, they they have her win it, have her do three or four defenses on TV, and then she loses to the big star on the paper. It's like, Dad, I don't know if that's how I uh, use the person who, uh, if you're counting the entire duration of the company, has been your most reliable woman who's put on the most reliable matches and been there. Uh, yeah, Tony's a bigger star, so is Hater. And like but, the only time oh, she did, but she was the most consistent. And like the only time Sheeta was not there is because of like COVID and she was over, you know. Yeah, so I think she deserves a little run here, but we'll see. Fucking Luther, the fucking manservant, will interfere in some shit. Or that new Mariah May girl who just hired and who is doing the obsessed with Tony Storm gimmick, she'll interfere in some shit. So they're just doing Mickey James and Tony Storm or uh, Trish Stratus. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I don't think they'll go as far as that yeah. one did. But, uh... <laughs> Speaking of stuff, scrubbing off the internet, WWE took that clip down real fast. <laughs> At least I say that now until Mariah gets a handful of taco on the pay-per-view, and we'll see, find out what happens after that. <laughs> it's timeless. <clears throat> In a six-man tag team match, you have Sting, Darby Allen, and Adam Copeland with Ric Flair versus oh. Christian Cage, Lucasaurus, and Nick Wayne. The Patriarchy. That's their group name now. I love it. Uh, I love Nick Wayne as like the uh, like adopted little son to Christian. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Oh, uh, the uh, is just on the outside. The eighteen-year-old like being completely brainwashed by the manipulative old fuck is so perfect for Nick Wayne, right? Mm-hmm. It, it works perfectly, and it plus it gets him on there. One, teach him how to be a heel, but number two, and this is more importantly, he's under the learning tree of Christian Cage right now. Hundred percent. He's going to be talking to him about how to cut promos, how to do this during a match, how to look a certain way. All the stuff he's really good at, and now Nick's Nick's front row seat taking notes. Beautiful move. Well, hopefully taking notes. Yeah, well, since his dad was a wrestler and he learned from the old school, I'm I'm hopeful. Put it that way. I'm I'm definitely giving him the benefit of the doubt that he grew up the right way, and so he will recognize veteran presence when it's around him. Yeah. But... He is oh, 18, and he is around some of the people in the locker room who don't. <laughs> so, God damn, some of the people who are 30 have the wrong fucking mindset. Not to, uh, you're, not, you're not wrong. It, uh, I don't get this fucking newer generation. I, I, I don't. I just, uh, I'm guessing Sting's team wins here, would be my guess. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. And, yeah, and you know who's getting pinned? <laughs> that, that 18-year-old. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, Nick Plain. <laughs> yep, he's gonna be he's gonna be eating that three count, but that's all right. One, two, three. Woo! There it is. There it is. I'm telling you, somebody on power collect three count. It's a hot song. I I hope I hope Adam Copeland kind of gets the hang of this. It's been a rough uh, start to his run because, and we've seen this before with other people. He was. He's he's relying too much on WWE speak and WWE like promo pattern, mm-hmm. and it's like 
uh, different place, guy. <laughs> you don't have to do that shit anymore. It's it's a little different. I, you can still do I most just, of shit. Like, it's weird, right? It's why this audience hated Cody Rhodes and why he's such a giant star over there. I don't know that Adam Copeland can do anything differently. You'd like to think he could. He has been in that system for so long. That's true. But then he's got, again, just like Nick Wayne, he's got somebody right there who uh, has had no trouble (laughs) changing his stuff up to be fresh. But he also went away for a long time. He wasn't in that system. He went to TNA for a while. And when he was in that system, to be fair, Christian, he didn't talk to everybody else that either. He still had his own thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was unique all the way through. But yeah, he had that TNA run, which did him wonders. Uh, I mean, they literally traded him for Ric Flair for Hall of Fame night. Like, that's how much he meant to them. <laughs> yeah. So that's a good point. He's he's more well-rounded, but I think he'll come through. I think eventually he'll come through and figure it out. And also, and, I mean, it's weird. And everybody... It's like, it, go ahead. Yeah. I was just saying, everybody who was, like, flicking him shit about how he doesn't have it anymore after the match with Luchasaurus... Think about who he was wrestling. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he doesn't have, you know, 30-year-old Adam Copeland anymore. He, that's not in him anymore. But Oh, no. God, no. He has something left to offer. It's not a lot, but he has something left. I think yeah, he's man. got enough for them to capitalize on, to maximize on, if used the right way. I and think again, people... Oh, real quickly, I just will say, yeah. I will say this. That company so far, they've shown they know how to use the older guys. Mm-hmm. I, again, I think people just want to see what a Copeland-Christian match would be outside of the... And you'll get it you know, in due time. You'll yeah. get the one-on-one. But again, like, what, how, how, that, how, how that would feel more than a, you know, the WWE way of the past well, I plus years. You know? think it'll just be a, I think it'll be a street fight revolution. Probably. I would also say if I were him, I would defer to Christian to kind of map it out. Will he? I mean, they're lifelong best friends. So there's a better chance he would than other guys. But we'll see. Because I know but like that's Corey Dyer Christian heads, but I, Edge... I think to most people is the bigger star. Oh yeah. To most people he would be. Yeah. That's, so that's would the bigger star defer? I hope so. And like in this case, just because they're friends, I think that's a better chance. Like if it was just some other random guy, probably mm-hmm. not, but it's his best friend. The Godfather to his children. You'd think you might listen to him. Uncle Jay. Yep. Uh, your next match. Uh, seems pointless, but here we go. For the AW International Championship, Orange Cassidy taking on John Moxley. So here's what I would do, and here's what they're going to do. Here's what they're going to do. I think they're just going to course correct and get the belt back on Moxley because he wasn't ever supposed to lose it, but yep. the injury happened. What I would do is have Orange beat him because it's the far more out of left field, nobody sees it coming. And whether anybody likes it or not, they're building orange and it's working with the with the live crowds. So fucking go with it. I think I think Cassidy should win. 
Moxley doesn't that... need the win. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can just build up Orange more because it's working with uh, their crowd. It's one of those things with Orange, what they've been doing with him is once he lost, what they do with him. They put him, he put him back with best friends. They've teamed him up with Hook, and then they've done nothing. And every time you see Orange Cassidy, what is he talking about? Well, I missed my title. I want my title. I missed my title. You know, yeah. it's like you know what it is. Nobody's paying attention to it because, and I know there's there's so many blinders when it comes to Orange Cassidy, and I get it. But they're telling a story with him this year of a maturing. Uh, he's now he he's. It was a blah, who cares? But now it's like, I need that belt. I want that belt. He shows more drive in the matches. He'll still do the head games. But they're they're actually telling a developing story yeah. with him. And, it, and it's like the, you know, like, you were right with the fact of him doing the, like, you know. So this is a sh- not being on a pay-per-view, you know, feel. Or this is, you know, this is a big show. Huh, if I had my well, title, I would be on it. Yeah. Like just like, but like what Corey said, like it's just it's just a match to get Moxley the title back, so the outcome yeah, is yeah. not in doubt, so the match is pointless. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, neither of these two guys are my favorite. I think it's a fair safe bet for me to say. But in that company, Moxley has been presented as you know a main dude and the main dude for a long stretch of time. This feels below him. I can see that, but I was I was like, hoping he needs to be back in the world title picture, not fighting Orange Cassidy for this belt. Well, we'll get we'll touch more about that with my big uh, with <laughs> my big thought process later. Uh, the world title picture, yes. Um, I agree with you there. Although there is the theory, there is the argument, that, and they were going with this at all out, and I think it worked where Orange had spent the whole year building up that belt and it had worked and then putting it on a guy like Moxley elevates that belt to where like hopefully it, it doesn't have to always just re- uh, revolve around the world title and a belt like that could be just right underneath it for prestige levels so people can go for that as well. Because some companies, they're at their best when like say the Intercontinental title or the US title is right underneath the world title in terms of importance and prestige. Right. And I think that's what they're trying to do here. Because you can't really do it with the TNT title because the story you're doing with Christian negates it from being defended heavily and and mm-hmm. being valued like that. So I think they're working with this belt. And yeah, I think Mox will get it. Hopefully it means something. Uh, hopefully, because yeah. Hopefully. Um, in a Texas death match in LA, Hangman Anna Page versus Swerve Strickland with Prince Nana. Well, it has to be a Texas death match, uh, Mike, because an LA death match is just right, heating up the spoon and injecting yourself. <laughs> or or, or, or a lot of or a lots of batons. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I'm sure it'll be good. I, I don't Swerve like the storyline where Swerve went into his house and <laughs> talked to his baby. Uh, again, that was, like, that was I weird. Said, <laughs> like two weeks ago, I said, uh, there's an uncomfortable amount of WWE sports entertainment starting to creep into this show. Yeah. And I'm not too happy with it, but we'll I, see. I, 
I, I, I'll just say this now. I, I'm, you know, we're, I'm going to watch full, full gear. I haven't watched AEW in two weeks. Like, I've gotten yeah. home from the shoot, and then all of a sudden I'm like, I don't want to watch it. I just don't want to. There's oh, man. I, this past week was good. I wish I wish I'd have gone, actually, because it was important. Yeah, I and, wish I, yeah. I'll be honest. I thought Portland was later on. Like, people, like, it's this week. I'm like, it is? Like, I honestly thought it was later in the month. Because they but, actually had that Sting wrestle. That would have been cool one more time. The Swerve match was good. Julia Hart wrestled. That's always good. House of Heart. Uh, yep. Uh, so there was enough on this one where I was like, damn, this actually would have been kind of cool to watch. Yeah. I, I just, but, I, I, the past two weeks, I've just like gotten home and I'm like, and there's <laughs> like it, AW's on. I'm like, yeah, I'm just not feeling it today. Need, need that break. Yeah. No, I took it a couple weeks ago. I took a week off of everything. Uh, they also are just relying on this Texas death match too much. Well, it's Hangman's match, so whenever he's in a personal vendetta, that's his like go-to. Isn't he from West Virginia? Yeah. Right. He's, he's a cowboy. cowboy. There's cowboys in West Virginia. Not like him, but yeah. there are other cowboys. Uh, um... I mean, Swerve better win, right? <laughs> like, yes. Uh, I have a feeling, uh, you know, normally, yes. But, like I said, the sports entertainment's creeping in, so I'm afraid it's 50-50 booking, and uh, I hope not. Because, uh, like, Swerve is who should be facing Cassidy for that belt. That's where Swerve should be at. Yep. Not doing this. This is terrible. Like, switch out Swerve for Moxley, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with that whole card. Speaking of uh, real quick, Prince Nana on the uh, Mogul Embassy, uh, quick shout out to Bishop Khan and Toa Leona, the Gates of Agony. They're actually heading over to Japan to be part of the World Tag League this year. Now, being the outsider team from AEW, they won't win a fucking match in the block, but still. They they might get one. They might get one. Yeah, they're going to get eyes on them, and that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. It's not about the first tour. It's about the second, third, and fourth. Exactly. And they've got a look, and that Toa Leona, if they let him run, I think Nietzsche Pankrat's going to love him. Big, thick Samoan-looking dude. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm, there's a lot to read on the next match, so I'm just <laughs> reading it real quick. Jesus Christ. Okay. Um. <clears throat> It's a tag team match for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. You have the Golden Jets. Uh, I thought they were something else. Anyways, of Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho versus the Young Bucks. If the Golden Jets win, they will get the Young Bucks AEW World Tag Team Championship opportunity. But if the Young Bucks win, the Golden Jets must disband as a team. Oh, yeah. I I don't understand this. Like I, <laughs> I don't understand booking, what all I just read. <laughs> no, I, I, the booking, like the the young bucks, have to be self aware at this point because booking wise, they just every week they just look like the biggest bitches on TV, whining and moaning about their friend and what he's doing with Chris Jericho and blah 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 here, blah 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 there. They have to be self aware and doing this on purpose. There's no way they don't know what they're being <laughs> looked like. 
Uh, the, but they're not, they're no longer EVPs. Hope. They're no on their on their header and on the website. They're no longer EVPs. Good. If if they are self aware enough uh, to write that into the show, good on them. If they are not, and they think this is good television, boy, yes, yes. oh boy. <laughs> so I, I I think it's coming up this week on AW, but there is a yeah it is. A, where is it? Uh, eight man street fight coming up. Oh, oh yeah, sponsored by that video game. Yeah, it's and it's, Kenny Omega, uh, Kota Ibushi, Chris Jericho, and Paul White. <clears throat> well, taking on the Callus family of of uh, Powerhouse Hobbs, uh, Cage, Fletcher. Now hold on, and, yeah, that was that was the last one. Dude. I was trying to oh, say okay. that. Kyle Fletcher, um, Kenosuke Takeshita, and on loan, Brian Cage, because shockingly, Sammy Guevara's injured again and can't fucking work. <laughs> well, he, he's had a concussion since the last show, so. Well, you know, Sammy does some dumb shit. <laughs> when, you, yeah. when, you, when you saw the reveal of Whale Paul Wright coming out uh... and him standing there on the stage and he's like slanted over. Oh, that, it's not good. The guy that was not good. Weird. He looks it's like just, he can't walk without hurting himself. So yeah, this ought to he, be fun. He looked like what I looked like when my back spazzing out to the point of like I, will, I think you're standing straight up, but you're like leaning sideways. And you're like, no, your mind is telling you that you're straight up, but you're really your muscles are pushing you sideways, and you're like, and I'm slanted. I will only allow it if Powerhouse Hobbs decimates him in the match. Then I'll allow it. I hope so, because otherwise they're doing this completely backwards. Like, A, you shouldn't point out the fact that Powerhouse Hobbs isn't the biggest person on your roster that defeats the whole gimmick. And, like, the thing where you bring out you're not the biggest dude in the world, this dude is, like, you do that, like, I don't know, you do it the other direction. Like, Powerhouse Hobbs should be the dude who comes in, like, hey, I'm, I'm here and I'm here to wreck shit, not the other way around. But... That's why I'm hoping, if nothing else, he just kills him in this match. And, and you know, well, you know, coming from Jericho, not putting over somebody in their, you know, own, own old promotion. Own country, yeah. And their own, own home promotion, country. And their own, own home home arena. In front of their own home fans. <laughs> who, who didn't I, see that coming? <laughs> but I digress. God damn it. Jesus, oh. man. That dude, he didn't say shit in the WWE locker room, but he took fucking notes, let me tell you. Oh, yeah. My he God. Was, he was taking master classes from Hogan. He's sitting there in the corner <laughs> watching Fuck, every fucking you think he, move. He was probably in every every corner, and they just didn't know okay. he was there. So, yeah. Corey, do you want to talk about what the hell we're referencing in case people don't know? Oh, uh, with the creative control and all that, and, and learning how to play the political really? game, and looking like you're helping somebody, or looking like you're trying to put them over, but in reality... You're just putting yourself over more, uh, brother. Um, he's a master at it. The best I've seen since Hogan. Uh, and you know what? You know who learned from Jericho? Cena. Just saying. Although he's not as good at it. He's not as good at it. He makes well, it too obvious. He, well, Jericho's more blatant that he's not putting you over. <laughs> like, at least Cena's <laughs> pretending he's putting you over. 
But Jericho's it, like, nah, fam. <laughs> but it's weird because in, in a weird sense, even though he's more upfront about it, it looks like Jericho's better at it. it looks like Cena's <laughs> a suck. It's weird. Like, but yo, there's a lot of hope. So, going on there. what um, was the point going into the Jericho Takeshita match? And what was the DDT? Is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I think it was just to have a match there to put some butts in the seats because they're. It, it's they what I'm seeing. What, what I'm seeing online, someone made the comment about how the feud of the Callus family versus Omega has now somehow switched to just Jericho. Yeah, well, I, I call bullshit on that too, since they never referenced that match happening on TV once. And this is a company that will reference matches from other companies <laughs> happening. Yeah, and they <laughs> haven't talked about that fucking one second. So, uh, just. Not only just to Jericho, but Takeshita shouldn't be losing to anybody in singles matches. Nope. So I saw, yeah, and and it's like that thing of, it's like the true thing I saw again. He came out, he's a big baby face. People loved him, right? When he came debuted, make him heal. Okay, this is going somewhere. He's a good heel too, right? Yeah. And then you have him beat Omega twice on two shows, two pay per views, mm-hmm. and then you've done nothing with him since. Oh, there's definitely some uh, some creative kinks that need to be worked out in that it, company. It's like right it's like Hangman Adam Page. It's like, huh, all right, Adam, we're TV bringing you back year. up, but we're gonna we're gonna trade switch you guys out now that you know now Kanesco is going to uh, be the guy in the garage. Yeah, no, it's it's yeah, there's yeah, there's some kinks that need to be worked out. There's too many, uh, I, there's too many cooks in the kitchen. Everybody yes, early, like late last year, early this year, everybody was like, Khan needs to give some of the fucking creative work over to someone else. He's burning mm-hmm. out. I think he's done too much of that. I think it might be best if he just took that shit over on uh, lockdown again. Yeah. Like, he can't figure out the happy medium, right? Like you don't have to let everybody on earth do whatever they want, but what you should get, and that shouldn't be their mindset. The mindset should be, let me have input in what I'm doing. Yeah. But Tony Khan should still say the word no occasionally, just once in a while, just say no. Even if you like the idea, just to prove that you will say no. Yeah. Just no, we're not doing that. Uh, it would help. It would be helpful. Yes. Uh, so there's the so who wins? Uh, yeah, honestly, it, it's a it's a more interesting storyline if the Jets win. The Bucks can continue their descent into bitchdom. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. my new album coming out. <laughs> <laughs> descent, descent into, into bitchdom. bitchdom. <laughs> uh, your next match. Uh, oh, it's not Corey's favorite match. There's only three of them. You're in a three way match. For the AEW TBS Championship, Chris Statlander versus Julia Hart versus Red Velvet or Sky Blue. Uh-huh. Red or blue? Um, I, I you said Julia Hart, so I, that's all I cared about. Yeah, that's uh, all I heard there. there. Yeah, she's gonna win. Did you? Okay, so Joe, you haven't watched the last two weeks when she comes out. She came back from her honeymoon. Julia Hart is monster over. Yeah, awesome. She she gets a bigger uh, pop than the House of Black together gets. Oh, uh, very much like Judgment Day. It is f- 
you got honestly, you two might have brought this into existence. <laughs> right. You're, you're I welcome. never heard anybody else say House of Heart, and now all of a sudden she is a goddamn star. Right. Joe, we did it again. You did it again. We're always on the forefront. That's right. Uh, we start early, and then everybody has to, you know, hey, here, here. Ve- very go. much like Rio with Judgment Day, it is fully about Julia Hart, which is the right decision. It's the same thing with Rio. It's the right decision. It's who you should focus on. I just wonder how Malachi is going to take that. <laughs> uh, he'll take it back to NXT. Yeah, it's true. Triple yeah, H loves him. Alistair Black. Well, I want Julia Hart to win, and that's all I care about. That's all I heard, so. I Guessing Statlander wins. I'm here. I'm guessing. Yeah, that's my guess too. But goddamn it, like I like Statlander, but he's fine. Some, you need something else. Give it to Julia. Why the fuck not? Yeah, yeah. Let her uh, have a run with it. She just turned 22, by the way. Fucking hell. Julia. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Right. God damn it. Uh, oh my god, this is a lot here. Fucking hell. <laughs> I'm guessing this is the tag team title. There match. it is. For the four-way tag team match for the AW World Tag Team Championship, <clears throat> Ricky Starks and Big Bill, great team, yep, versus La Facción Ingobernables, uh, versus F- yep, versus FTR, versus Kings of the Black Throne, Malachi Black not, and Brody King. Not a good name, terrible name. Uh, that's a lot. Just as long as Big Bill and Ricky keep the belts, I'm pretty much okay with it. I'm guessing the final... Is it elimination match, or is it... I think it's a one-fall. I think it's a one-fall. Oh, so we're going to get spam finishes at the end? You are correct. Uh, Yeah, I mean, as long as Ricky and Big Bill win, because that's a money tag team. Which is very weird to say when FGR is in a match where you hope they don't win. It's very strange. I got to give Starks and Bill a chance to grow, man. They've been fun. All right, and now the moment everybody's been waiting for. For the AEW World Heavyweight Championship, MJF takes on Jay White. I'm torn as fuck here, guys. Every part of me wants to say MJF keeps it. But... If this storyline is ever going to progress further with the whole <laughs> devil shit, it's got to happen sooner or later. Not to mention with Joe dangling over him like, oh, yeah, I'll be your friend for hire as long as you've got the belt. Like, something's got to happen. Mm-hmm. And I think, and plus the fact that he might not be resigned yet. So you got to get the belt off of it at some point. Although I, I, I think I, that's going to be world's end. I did see that thing of that, uh, you know, MJF's changing his character to show that he can uh, be, you know, somewhat WWE friendly. Oh, are you kidding me? I have a theory about MJF. I'll just give it to you now. Ooh. And I don't blame him for this, per se, because it's the wrestling business and this is the shit that happens. Okay, so I'm not blaming him. Uh-huh. But this, this, this entire fucking year has been a goddamn year-long audition for WWE, is what this has been. You're not wrong. I mean... The the rest of the time he's been the most stable, fucking focused character. This year he's doing tons of sports entertainment bullshit, going from hill to face and all this crap in between. 
the kangaroo kick out of it, which is stupid as fuck. <laughs> this has been a year-long goddamn audition for Paul Levesque, is what this fucking thing has been. And it's been to the detriment of the company he's supposed to be anchoring. And I, I wish him no real ill. I'm a big MJF fan. At this point, I hope he fucking signs with WWE. He has done so much damage to the other company this year doing all this <laughs> bullshit. Please just go. Just who, fucking who, go. Who who would have thought that? You know, the idea of him uh uh you know, the what happened you know a year ago with him and stuff, and then you know, Izzy won't be signing now all of a sudden it's like you're doing more damage than good to what you're trying to do, sir. <laughs> well, I mean, like look at it. I mean, like he was yeah. Yeah. super serious and the one you could count on to keep the the character straight and all that. And this year, look at all the crap he's done. It's been terrible. Ah, just fucking go then. Go. Main event WrestleMania. I'm all for you making as much money as you fucking can. But this this is bullshit. And it has not been good. And it has done so much damage to this company with him on top doing this crap. Ah, go. So, I want to ask you about that. Right, because nobody is saying he's not talented. That's not at all what we're saying. He is oh, not phenomenal. Phenomenal everything he does, right? Yep. Is this going to be his Diesel 95? Because uh, however well, Tony Khan wants to spin it, this is not their greatest run ever. It, they're, it's factually not. incorrect. Well, isn't Diesel but, 95 the time where he a kid paid 20 bucks to get his autograph and he said, no, I'll do it for free? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. Uh, like, so you can't process, blame Diesel for everything that was wrong, but he gets the blame because he was the guy on top. He was the guy on top, and yeah, you know what? That's an excellent fucking question, dude. And the answer is yes. Let's face facts. Um, attendance with every other AEW World Champ and whatever they were doing creatively. Mm-hmm. Those those TV tapings. They were never sold out, you know, standing room only. No, but they were but significantly all, better. Yeah, we all know the attendance issues they're having this year, getting people to those fucking shows. I mean... And, and who's on top? Uh, our Rampage in January, by a significant margin, outdrew Dynamite. Yep. yep. It's not great. Yeah, it's... it's, And he's been on top. And it's this stuff that he's been spearheading, because... Like you just said, Khan needs to say no to some things every once in a while. MJF is firmly in control of everything he does creative. Yeah. And it's not been great. Uh, so, yeah. It, he does get to blame as much as the... And I, pay-per-view attendance is still good in terms of putting butts in seats for pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Those shows get good, you know, live gates. The pay-per-view numbers have continued to do well. But every other measure is down. Every other metric. Um, the TV and ratings are kind of flat. They haven't gone up, but they haven't gone down. They're just kind of there. Could not come at a worse time for them. <clears throat> oh, not to mention, yeah, especially with, I mean, I saw something happening a month ago that nobody, I heard nobody else talk about it until today online. Uh, and I'll just throw that in here real quick. WWE is continuing to play 4D chess with AEW on their TV deals, too. Like, how is it nobody has picked up that out of nowhere, all of a sudden, after 40 years, there's a push to get 
every different brand on every different TV channel you can find, thus mm-hmm. negating the number of TV channels AEW has to work with if yep. Warner Brothers Discovery doesn't work out. This is 3D chess, man. That's it's what's happening. Especially with the rumor that uh, it's not a done deal and it's not for sure, but the it sure looks like Monday Night Raw is going to FX. Hmm. So you would have FX, USA, and CW, and they've already burnt the Fox Bridge out of out of all thought process for AW if Warner's Discovery yeah, doesn't follow through. Fox would where have fuck, no interest in wrestling. Fuck, <laughs> where the fuck are you gonna go then? I mean, with WWE on every other goddamn viable cable channel. I mean, the only other, if you wanted it mainstream, the only other option would be Paramount. So the family of Paramount Networks or ESPN. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I yeah. And I guess Paramount would work. That was the home of TNA, you know, Spike for fucking ever. Mm-hmm. But hardly prestigious like PBS TNT. Yeah, it's, or, yeah, it's not a, a remotely the same thing. They would lose a significant audience. So again, smart moves being done all i can't can't deny the business acumen but it's a kind of hey, shitty tool cory what are you talking about the <coughs> wwe has never been in the position to hurt other competition they worry about themselves never never ever ever <laughs> yeah. whenever i hear vince i'm like vince go fuck yourself you fucked your own father out of a well, it sounds like he's getting <laughs> fucked anyway out of with the oh i mean them, so it's uh the chickens are coming home to roost <laughs> yeah good God. couldn't happen to a nicer guy Hopefully Dana um, White's next. Fucking idiot. But yeah, uh, you know, I'll just bring it up now since Corey, you, you mentioned it. Um, yeah, with with the with it looking like Raw is going to see uh, FX. Uh, they announced last week that next October NXT is going to CW. I remember last time we had a discussion about this and how uh, it was rumors that NWA was going to go to CW. And yeah, about then that. They did, then they did the uh, cocaine skit, and then now, according to Billy Corgan, good old Billy, uh, that uh, it's still happening, but I don't see it happening. Yeah, because I'm sure they're going to fucking announce NXT first and save the big announcement for NWA coming <laughs> to the CW. Because originally it was going to be NWA on TV, and then the cocaine spot happened, and then it became maybe it's going to be on the app. But now I just think it's just completely dead in the water. Did you I mean, guys see the spot? The oh, yeah, segment? yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it. Like it, it's them in the middle of the crowd, like on a state, like in the crowd, and them doing like. The you know snorting and stuff and girls dancing and everything and then they cut back to the announcers and they're like, oh there looks like you know we're not the only ones having a good time here tonight. Like, I think I said this off like before we were started recording, but like even ECW or GCW wouldn't do that shit. Right, and I feel bad in one way for Corgan. He's kind of gullible in this one because has he never dealt with fucking multi-million dollar conglomerate TV and entertainment companies before because apparently they told him we don't care what you do on pay-per-view we're just worried about the TV part so he went ahead and did that shit on pay-per-view thinking it has no bearings on our deal but then potential Mm. customers from the CW potential people called in and complained enough that they had to take notice of it Mm mm-hmm 
like like they wouldn't like you, you they're, they're gonna lie to you bud that's what they do like they don't care until sponsors or viewership cares then they care a lot yep exactly my man um I mean, not that NWA had a giant foothold in the wrestling landscape anyways, but... But no, but but to be honest, dude, if they'd have got on CW, they would have been easily the number three wrestling promotion in the world, or in the North America, just off uh, uh, that reach alone. Does that... I think about spell that the end of the that, company? No, that company won't fucking ever die somehow. They'll go back to YouTube or something, probably. Uh, he still claims there's a TV deal. I'd like to know where, how, who, goddamn fucking Fox News, like Fox, uh, the yeah. NWA on Fox News every Saturday night. You can have uh, on, old, on Fox Nation. Fox, yeah, yeah, you can have uh, old um, Funkadactyl himself do the have old Tyrus be the new fucking uh, commissioner or some shit. Yeah. But um, yeah, they uh, they screwed the pooch on that one, Bob. So did you see? Did you see National Sixty Nine Day on Collision with the Acclaim? I did not. Stupid as it can be. However, gasp provided an all-time goat line from Nigel McGuinness as they're talking about National Sixty Nine this and Sixty Nine that, and Mister Ass asked how he's supposed to Sixty Nine the entire audience. And uh, fucking Tony said something, and Nigel goes, "Well, you know, I'd like to celebrate with them as you know by going out, but you know the the price of eating out these days." Oh Jesus! <laughs> and Tony Street out of the gas. I was like, "God damn it!" Nigel slides in those fucking wonderful fucking bits, and it's usually under the radar where nobody catches him. But Jesus, the price of eating out. I'm trying to think of the other ones he's done, but I know I've, I've caught a lot of those one. Oh, yeah, there's a does. couple that yeah. I keep thinking I need to write them down for the podcast. Then I go, no, I'll remember. And then I forget every fucking and you time. Forget, yeah. So how do we uh, overall, how do we feel about full gear? Uh, it's an OK card. Um, It's got big matches but it's not as good looking as say all out or all in yeah not all out all out was one that looked underwhelming but delivered big time um the in my opinion they've only um given us one stinker of a pay-per-view in their fucking existence and that was double or nothing i think last year or one of those um, just wasn't a good show. Uh, other than that, they're usually dependable on pay-per-view, so I'm, I've got high hopes. Even if it doesn't look altogether great, they usually deliver on pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it's another, you know, should be another good show, and the fact, like what Corey's saying, like they haven't had any, you know, there hasn't been a, you know, show that you know they go four hours and then we're like you know what almost every time they do a show it goes four hours we're like you know what? i'm actually pretty fine like you know that wasn't tiresome that wasn't you know exhausting to like some wwe shows of like you just want to you know 
Like they've know. never given us a crown jewel like I reviewed earlier in the night. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I'm, I'm sure it'll be okay. What so. do you think of the Continental Classic? I'm intrigued. Uh, you know, I like the uh, I like the idea of Tony and Danielson doing the introduction, and then Danielson has his eye bandaged like he's been you know stabbed in the eye. Broken orbital bone. Yeah. Um, I like it. I mean, it's their version of a G1. Starts Thanksgiving Eve on the dynamite from Chicago. Two blocks of six finals at World's End. I like it. I'm interested. Now, do, now, do you think they will keep this? If it works, think, yes. If it yeah. works, yeah. Yeah. I'm intrigued by it, you know. It should be fun. I should, you know. So just, you know, what I think they're gonna probably announce more on Dynamite wanna, this week. Yeah, I want to see who the twelve people are. Yeah. The, the the two, the two blocks, as it were. Are are they, are they gonna give us a really good one, and then like, oh, like. Well, one of those is gonna be an old timer block. It's gonna be Sting and yeah. Edge and Christian and Right and Paul White, <laughs> Ric Flair. He's gonna die. Uh, An old timer's block. And for some reason, the sixth guy in the old timer's block will be like fucking Nick Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it has no, to. Like, no, it'll, it'll be timeless Tony Storm. <laughs> yeah, timeless Tony. I, I, I would say it'd be uh, Luchasaurus because it's gonna be the dumb story. It would be Jeff Jarrett. Come on, Jeff for one of the Hardys. Goddamn, oh. Jeff Jarrett, the MVP oh, of AEW in 2023. Jarrett. Um, so, uh, last show we did, we did uh, a little thing, homework that we were asked by Corey of to do, uh, you know, wrestlers best year. Yep. Now this week, you know, the, a wrestler's worst year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, who wants to go first? Um, you go first, you know Joe. What? Yeah, Joe, you go first. Okay. Good. Well, Trying, you know, some, you know, some work here and there to see who had a, you know, a bad year, and it kind of came pretty quickly for me uh, for this one, uh, and we did just watch it in the Monday Night War stories, and he was on your, uh, we talked about him last week, having one of the best years, uh, for me, Goldberg, what year? in uh, two thousand. Oh yeah, that's a that's a good one. That's a fucking. You know what's funny about that is Goldberg is also my answer, but it's a different year. Oh, oh, <laughs> excited, excited. All right, Joe, uh, why is 2000 so terrible? Well, you know he's coming off his injury. Yeah, uh, don't forget, he started the, he started the year by slicing his artery. Yeah, sli- <laughs> yeah he he thought it'd be cool. He um then he, he slices his wrist um and then he comes back he goes heel he for no reason whatsoever he starts a feud with uh, he has to face Chronic he has to face uh um in a uh, uh then he takes on Luger who wasn't in his prime at the time you gotta Somehow, remember Russo's. Russo's wonderful idea of starting the streak over again in October of that year. Yep. Then he took on Totally Buffed, 
Remember, yeah, he had to, he had to do a streak to, you know, then totally buffed, beat him. Um, yeah, it wasn't a, you know, not good. It was god awful. That is, that's a good answer. And my answer is Goldberg, two thousand three, when yeah, WWE brought too. him in. Like, hey, let's bring him in, and you know what we'll do? The first night we'll have Hill Rock take him out with a steel chair. And then the second week, we'll have Goldust put a wig on him. <laughs> I got an idea. And then and then we'll have him feud with three-minute warning. Gee, I wonder how... I wonder why he didn't get over in WWE like he did in WCW. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, and then... Triple H dragged his fucking feet on putting him over in a match. It was supposed to happen in June. He somehow managed to hold off until September when he was already about halfway through his one-year contract. Uh, Then he finally put him over in the most boring 25-minute match you've ever seen in your life. Which, that was Triple H's little secret, by the way, with people he didn't like. He would just have the matches go long and expose their weakness. Never mind the fact that the match was terrible and it made him look like shit too. Because he just blamed the other guy the whole time, which he did here. And then uh let you know we'll have him then we'll have Goldberg barely able to beat a injury prone Triple H with no fucking groin attached to his body. We'll have Goldberg barely get by biker short Triple H. <laughs> uh only to have him feud with Kane. Who had mm. just finished feuding with the boss's son, who set up uh, battery cables on his nutsack. Um, <laughs> but you know what? We're not just going to let Goldberg and Kane have that pay-per-view match. No. We're going to add Triple H to that son of a bitch. Yeah, so we he are. can get his win back. <laughs> Brother. God damn. No wonder by the time 20 came along, him and Brock were both like, fuck this place. <laughs> Man, I, I wasn't watching in 03, so I didn't see any of that. I'm glad I didn't see any of that. Yeah, I just gave you Goldberg's year in a nutshell. That's fucking brutal. It was not good, buddy. It was not good. So for my answer, not even a full year. That's how bad this year was. It's uh, It's about six months. Recapped very nicely in two paragraphs on Wikipedia. So I'm going to read this to you guys. I'm very excited about this. Uh, So my answer, by the way, is Ultimate Warrior 1998. There it is. There it is. Yep, that's the winner. So, for anybody listening who did not listen to us, I don't know, so OsoEntertainment.com on the one at War Stories. First of all, fuck you. Second of all, enjoy this whatever this was. WCW signed Warrior a, quote, at, quote, great expense in May 1998. So we're in May, by the way, is where I'm starting this year. <laughs> he formed a stable opposing Hollywood Hulk Hogan's New World Order, the One Warrior Nation. Get it? Because it's backwards. Highlights of the storyline include Warrior kidnapping and converting the disciple and frequent instances of magic smoke knocking out all of the NWO members except for Hollywood Hogan. And covering covering Warrior's movement through a trapdoor in the ring. 
The trap door was responsible for nearly nearly paralyzing Davy Boy Smith when also he awkwardly fell on it during a match at Fall Brawl. Yep. This is my favorite part. Warriors debut promo also unexpectedly lasted over 27 minutes, which was more than 20 minutes over his allotted time, <laughs> and forced Eric Bischoff to do a massive rewrite of Nitro on the spot, including re-adding a commercial break that was supposed to take place during the promo. God damn. <laughs> so they what you're saying that is... idiot talk for 27 fucking minutes. So what you're saying is we should uh, rewatch that promo. Oh, the, my the God. Part, the best part of that said promo, was he pretty much talked incoherent gibberish? <laughs> except, except for this one part, which was crystal clear and pissed Hogan off, so he talks gibberish, but then says, you couldn't beat me in 1990, uh, you old man. You don't stand a chance in hell of doing it now. Um, and, the, you know, he said something of those lines. Crystal clear. You couldn't mistake it for the world. The look on Hogan's fucking face when he said that was, motherfucker, if I had a gun right now, I would kill you dead. Uh, and then he went back to talking gibberish. I, I miss those, uh, some of those old old uh, Nitro promos, you know, the 27-minute warrior. Hey, who's going to be Roddy Piper's team? Let's... Oh, my God. There was nothing better than train wreck Nitro segments. Uh, yes. Good times. Oh, my Good God. Now, brother. now we get to matches. We haven't gotten to that yet. Oh, my God. Warrior only participated in three matches in WCW. <laughs> the first was the War Games match at Fall Brawl, where he competed as a member of Team WCW, competing against eight other wrestlers for his shot at Goldberg's championship at Halloween Havoc. Diamond Dallas Page, Diamond Dallas Page won the match by pinning Stevie Ray. Those two Shopping. should have been in that match. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what, who doesn't belong in this match? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You> said that. <laughs> I'm not taking the pinfall, brother. <laughs> On the October 12th edition of Nitro, he teamed with Sting to defeat Hogan and Bret Hart by disqualification. The third was his loss to Hogan at Halloween Havoc in what is considered by many to be one of the worst wrestling matches ever staged. Oh, yes, During the bout, Hogan attempted to blind the Warrior using flash paper but was unable to light it properly, and as a result, the Warrior was forced to briefly sell the move despite the flames clearly not touching him in any way. The match came to an end when Horace Hogan hit Warrior in the back with a chair, allowing Hogan to secure the pinfall. That was the Warrior in 1998. My favorite part of that is that it didn't even tell you the one part about Fall Brawl that's so hilarious. He, in that match, he, he shows up through the trap door, yep. chases Hogan out of the cage, and runs to the back. And in that time, he tore his hamstring. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I, he was such a huge star. To have that as the last year in your career, oh. my God. You know what's funny about that? that is, and that's the winner, by the way. That's hands down. <laughs> yeah, hands down. Uh, but you can almost point to his 96 return as almost as bad. Um, I considered it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it just wasn't as comically bad as the WCW one. Oh, and Joe, oh, I don't, shit. do you remember, Joe? We talked about it on the War Stories. 
who was supposed to help Warrior at the end of that Hogan match at Halloween Havoc? Um, uh, let me look it up. God himself? Oh, you're not going to look it up. That's cheating. The answer, by the way, is oh, Yokozuna. Because yeah, he was living in God. Vegas at the time, and WCW offered him a fuck ton of money to come in and make the save and you know help Warrior against Hogan. And he turned it down at the last minute. But it was supposed to be Yokozuna added to that train wreck. Old nine yeah. pounds of him. Because much like Warrior, Hogan wanted him in there to get his win back, brother. <laughs> Jeez, should have been. I just just think about that year that Warrior had in '98, juxtaposed with Bret Hart's '97. <laughs> like, you know what's sad about this, and I won't go too long into it because this is this very own discussion. But instead of the bullshit Hogan did that year in 98, you could have had Hall and Nash lead the Wolf Pack against Hogan in the black and white. You could have had money matches against Hall and Nash, which he'd never done. You could have even done the Savage matches again because they always drew. Yep. And you could have finished the year with the much-waited-for, heavily-promised dream match of Hulk Hogan and Bret Hart at Starcade. And instead, we got all the crap we got. I'm I'm looking at the uh, Halloween Havoc card. There's 12 matches on here. Oh yeah, because that's also the paper we were uh, famously they booked it to go over and didn't tell the fucking cable companies. Yep. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> and the matches they added too: Saturn versus Lodi, fucking uh, Wrath versus Ming. Dave uh, Fit Finley versus Alex Wright. I mean, these are the matches they added. I lost oh, oh my god! You're like you're you're, you're like I was like you're kind of knocking some out in order too. But you started right. with the uh, you know, then you had Rick and Scott have two matches. Yeah, it's a bullshit thing, and yeah. then and then yeah. Hall and Ash has a bullshit finish, and then Sting and Bret Hart has a bullshit, bullshit finish, finish. brought on by the fact that. Sting decided he was going to go to rehab and didn't tell them until that night. Uh, so, so wait, you're uh, telling me uh, start, Hall and Nash bullshit finish? That's nine. Ten, Bret Hart and Sting bullshit finish. Eleven, Hogan and Warrior bullshit, bullshit finish. And then twelve uh, went off the Goldberg air. Goldberg and DDP bullshit Clean finish, finish, but nobody saw it until they gave it out. away for free on Nitro the next night. Oh my God! No wonder this company. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, Ultimate Warrior, folks, in 1998. Go look it up. It's fun Go stuff. Go look it up. It's fun. <laughs> you know, somebody could write an entire book about the demise of WCW just talking about Halloween Havoc '98. Oh my as a, God! As a almighty. microcosm. And again, we brought this up like a month ago. Hogan Warrior, all-time worst match. I don't know that Goldberg and Taker is far behind. I would need to watch that again. Oh, yeah, that's pretty. Or that, or to be honest, DX against the Brothers of Destruction. Mm. Well, I guess I guess we have homework since we really can't do. You know, I don't know how we can do a best year, worst year for somebody. Mm. So. Uh, oh, I have an idea. I have an idea. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Oh, hold. On. Uh, it's a two part. We're gonna start. Which which way should we start? I, I, whatever. Okay. I, th- I got no. it. I got okay. it. I want you guys to think of and watch if you can. I want you to find the 
what you consider to be the worst match of a great wrestler. Okay, I'm I'm just typing it out. So, uh, great wrestler. Okay, but I will but I will give you one addendum. And Mike, I I'm hitting it you. It can't be something. This. No, it can't be Austin versus Taker. Damn God it. damn it! You <laughs> knew it, son of a bitch. <laughs> That's too easy. That's low hanging fruit. That's too easy. All right. All right. <clears throat> and to get your creative juices flowing the next week, <laughs> we're going to think of the app, find the absolute best match of a worst wrestler. Ooh, oh, that's like that. a good one. That's a good one. Austin versus Taker. <laughs> and, no <laughs> buff, and no buff Bagwell. Got it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, he said good match, Joe. I don't know that exists. Uh, yeah, no uh, Austin Taker, and I'm barring anything from Bash at the Beach '99. How dare yeah. you? No, no c- c- chronic. Got it. Got it. No okay. Piper Bagwell boxing match with Mills Lane. <laughs> Damn it. What was right, worse, I'll... that one or Piper Mr. T? Oh, Piper Bagwell was embarrassing. Jesus. Piper and T was was kind of a farce, and it was obviously work, but it made a lot of money, and it was presented as serious. That Bagwell Piper shit. Totally. <laughs> well, oh. that'll be next week. But again, you want to get your tickets now for Pow Pro Wrestling at powproresting.com or nosoentertainment.com where you can find all the things we do for you. Um, do it for you. Thank you for that one. Hey, uh, listen to these shows. They might get taken the fuck down. I know we're doing, we're saying we're doing something wrong, I guess. So, uh, you know, oh, you by know, the way, uh, real quickly before you finish, I just wanted to remind yeah. you, everybody out there, in case you're looking for some better, you know, Joe said he hasn't watched AEW. Don't know if he's watched WWE. And I, I don't promise. know about overall quality, but this week on Impact, Will Ospreay versus Josh Alexander. Oh, okay. That's guaranteed to be great. Guarantee. Uh-oh. Well, well, fuck. Took a chair as ACL. There it goes. God damn it. There it goes, Joe. Sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> but what I'm not sorry about is you going to nosellentainment.com where you can find all the things we do for you. Um, you can find us all on the social medias, on Facebook, Twitter, and the Instagram, and that Discord. You can... Uh, still, working on that, uh, still working on getting in on that. Oh, how's that going? You still... <laughs> not going well, uh, sir. Okay. Uh, my old I will, SEC I will, call HR and get her, her and the uh, tech team. And... We will uh, we're, we're send you a step-for-step. Step, step <laughs> one, turn on your phone. Step two, open your phone. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Turn on the phone. I think I figured you it know. out, man. Yeah, Corey, step one is you can't – it doesn't work on a rotary phone. That's the, that's no. the biggest issue you're having. Yeah. No wonder. Step you three, guys, you know, unlock your you, phone. You young whippersnappers with your fancy doodad phones and whatnot. Dan Fogelberg, but <laughs> but you can find us on the Discord. You can find us all on the socials. Well, you can listen. You can't. Corey can't. Yeah, yeah. You can, most of us can't. Speak most for yourself, slap nuts. <laughs> you know, the Okabong's coming out. Uh, but uh, you can find us all on the social medias. Corey one day might, but you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, <laughs> Spotify, and wherever Maybe. you listen to your podcasts. Fuck SoundCloud. 